What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker, Aaron Arms, and Chad Middle. That's the least least professional intro we've done. That uh, that was quite horrible. <laughs> I had to, be to I had to get a little hey. And, uh, <sighs> it happens, man. Bring us so, in. Welcome to the Backroom Fantasy Show uh, again. Back with you is Bark and Arms to my left. Good morning. And uh, I got Nick to my right. It is time. <laughs> <laughs> it's time. <laughs> you wouldn't have a clue what we were talking about unless you saw the uh, pre-show. To uh, the show on tw- Twitch. On the Twitch. <laughs> Twitch is always a great trime. Great <laughs> trime indeed. So your trime is terrible. We have yeah. worn arms out with the triming jokes. <laughs> uh, Let's go. Okay. Let's get. We, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for having us back. We are on Twitch again, which we're not going to be typing too much on there because, like Arm said on the last show, it can just detract uh, from the show, and we don't want to waste your trime. So <laughs> today. We are going to be doing a little thing we call blank or blank, baby. Blank or blank. Blankety blank. And we can talk, you know, other sports things before we get started, but we do want to let you know on today's show, this morning's show, because it's releasing in the morning, unless you're a Twitcher, that we'll be doing uh, some DMs that we got from Twitter, some emails, some submissions of uh, for 2019, blank or blank. blank. Example, Diggs or Thielen for 19. Uh, who who do you want and why? And we've got a lot of submissions, so we'll probably dive into this pretty quickly. All but, submissions, uh, right? We're just doing all submissions, submissions, and you know, ones that we throw out. Just want to see, yeah. yeah. All right, ones that we want to see. So cool, before cool. we get started into that, what's uh what's going on in the land of sports? Is there anything to talk about? The Super Bowl is set. Uh, it's the most ridiculous. Super Bowl ever, I think. We got a team that people don't think should be there and a Patriots team that everyone's upset about. It always is there. Hey, my, my favorite part about it was the kid winning the science fair because he proved Tom Brady's a cheater. Like, the, yeah, he put saw that out, picture. Th- tell that tell me about worse. this. I didn't read the story, but it, this kid did this exhibit at a science fair of how how it's proof that Tom Brady's a cheater. <laughs> and there's always something. Every time they get to the Super Bowl, there's, a, there's something, a team that they beat, that would have beat them otherwise, in theory. That uh, always in theory, though. Literally, it, it, it wasn't in theory with uh, the Chiefs. I mean that that one. This time, the the swipe down and tapping the you forearm Patrick Mahomes in the throat earlier in the game, and it's not roughing the passer. Oh, but you come swipe on. past. You have to see, Chad. You and I both know this. You're in just order, a Tom Brady hater. In, I am. That's absolutely right. Same. But, but in order, in order to call a penalty, you have to see it happen. You can't assume it happened, right? No, the, the, not necessarily. The guy. The guy. I mean, that's, angle angles. The the angle that he saw could have been could have been a not not his flag to throw. 
They should have huddled up, talked about it. The other guy should have waved it off. <sighs> that was not roughing the passer. I agree with you. Oh, I, I agree it wasn't roughing the passer, but I don't think that was the total outcome. You can't say they would have lost. Oh, no, no. You, you it, can't it blame was, the whole game. No, you can never do that. Difference maker. No, Tom, Tom Brady wins football games. It, yeah. Newsflash. Yeah, this isn't a case of whether the the Patriots should be in or not. It, it's more the Saints-Rams. The Patriots people were just, of course, they got a call to go their way. Uh, let's be honest. Most teams, once a game, do get a call that shouldn't go their way. I both, mean, both, it happens. It's, it's, both like, sides. it's, it's cap- like the NFL for years. How it wasn't capitalize? a penalty. I'm with you. But it doesn't matter. I mean, well, these missed calls happen every game, whether it matters or not, every season. You're talking specifically about the debacle, the Rams-Saints debacle? Yeah, as far as like you know, people not thinking. I mean, there's talk of Goodell right. has the power he, he, to like overturn that, it. Which is, they could replay the last so many oh, minutes. Oh, yeah, like let's do that. No, here's the, no, here's the end Don't. of the story. Here's the end of the story. Saints still kick a field goal. Well, it was under a minute, 50-something seconds no, up, the, maybe a minute they, something. But the Rams, I believe, only had one timeout. Okay, they and, still were winning the football game and allowed them to have a game-tying drive with but, under a minute. If you're a championship football game, Team, you don't give up game running drives with 57 seconds. I agree 100%. So, you, to me, the Saints still could win the game. It didn't cost them the game. I mean, I get what they're saying. It would have been harder to go get a touchdown. But at the end of the day, you still allowed the field goal to happen. I yeah. mean, Rams just sliced them up on the next drive for 60 yards. You let the score be that close the whole game. I, I mean, I, there's that too. If you're that close, it's just like the UFC where you don't want to get to a decision. You want yeah. to end so, it before a decision. You need two scores before. You're right. Love that. You love right. that analogy. So, obviously, terrible call. Now, what yeah. I what I will say is, you should not be able to challenge to try to call a penalty. Okay, that the argument of well, we, we should be able to throw the challenge flag and say, if we can say this is pass interference, and if it's definitely pass interference, then throw the flag. You shouldn't be able to do that because I mean that the just, entire game will be a review. Boom. But literally every single play, someone scores like I'm throwing a challenge flag. Why? There's holding on that play. Okay, flag. Here it comes. Holding on every play. It's very subjective. If anything, it's one of those. Here, here's what ha- goes through the minds of a referee in the in crunch time. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna have an effect on this game by throwing a flag. In this case, they missed a blatant call. But that's the theory. Late game. Late game referees. Don't throw flags. Don't throw flags that affect the outcome of the game. They usually keep them in their pocket. Obviously, on this one, it was clear, blatant pass interference, uh, helmet to helmet. Every you know, hitting a defensive receiver, every one of them. But then again, in the back of their mind, they're like, "We're going to let them play a little bit." It just it it, it should have <laughs> been thrown. It should have been thrown. But at the same time, Saints good kick a field goal. You have fifty seven seconds to stop them. Even our runner. one timeout. What you already said? One timeout. They only have one timeout. They can stop the clock one time when the, they're stopped the, inbounds, the, the, and they didn't. Yes, but the, and then but in the overtime, arg- then in overtime, you had a chance to stop them again. So, but the uh, argument the other way is best team the, won. Th- that the Saints were going had easily would rain out the clock easily with the amount of time it had left versus the Rams uh, timeouts. Our, our writer, Chris, made a great point. The Saints game plan was a joke. It was the reason the game was still in question when the call happened. Man. Listen, it, the result's the result. I'm, aggr- I'm aggravated about it. Here's what Look. I hope. I hope that th- th- this is the circle of life coming to you know fruition here. Tom Brady wins his first Super Bowl against arguably the most high-powered offense. Greatest offense. show on turf. 
the, he, he, think about it. He get, he advances into the playoffs by beating a high-flying AFC West offense, right? Yeah. On some questionable calls, the Tuck rule versus Duh. that. The, the, right. the Tuck rule, and in this instance, the uh, the uh, roughing the passer. And then in the Super Bowl, they faced the Rams both times with arguably the best running back in the league with receivers that are honestly very favorable matchup to what Isaac Bruce and uh, who was the other one? Oh, For the Rams? Tor- yeah. You said it too quick. Tor- Isaac Holt. Bruce. Torrey Holt. Holt. Yeah. So the Rams receivers are that good again. You know, I just hope this is a circle of life that just puts Tom Brady into retirement. He beat the Rams. Why do you say that? Beat the Rams to begin with and lose to the Rams to end with. That's what I hope. But why do you? Why would you hate something that's so good for the NFL? I'm with arms, hundred percent, dude. I, I, you know how much you know how much respect I gained for Tom Brady after. Handing it, hand it off, touchdown, and then just immediately celebrates with his team. I don't not have respect for Tom Brady. Gets I'm just on, done watching Tom Brady. Gets on Instagram with Gronk. They say nothing but give their little, yeah, what's up, and then play some we bad, gang. <laughs> bad boys for Go win nowhere. Dude, he's yeah. a bad dude. I'm Tom Brady enough. is a bad dude, he's all right? Old enough to have a great kid, and he's walking around like, The best quarterback. <laughs> he's a bad son. dude. Just, just, if you just would... It, not you. He's it, if Tom Brady haters would just get it in their mind, like this is a bad dude. Like he's not as soft. He's not as soft as what people think he is because he gets calls and stuff like that. He's a bad man. He is a bad dude, and I I honestly gained respect for him. Hey Bart, what was the what was the halftime score there, Arms? You're arguing about one call. What was the halftime score? I don't know what the halftime score was. All right, I, like. He had him up. He leads the game winning drive. He takes the ball in overtime. Says you ain't touching the ball, were- Patrick Mahomes. See ya. He's a bad dude. That's why he's the goat. And then the not other, disputing the- that he's the goat and that he's a bad dude on the football field. You're absolutely absolutely right. One thing I will say, and this has been a big thing on Twitter, I'm just is the overtime it. rule does need to be changed in the NFL. That's been brought up several times over the years. Championship teams should have championship defenses. That's why the Kansas City Chiefs fires their DC next day. Sutton, and that's what's going to hold them back. See ya. And until they figure it out, that's what's going to hold them back. Yeah, you have to be. I mean, they're playing uh, th- every third and ten. They play two two safeties, eighteen yards or deeper. That's terrible. Hey, someone else says Chad is blowing Brady. <laughs> Wait, thanks, bro. Uh, <laughs> good stuff. Hmm. I dude, I I never liked the guy. I did not like the guy, but uh, when when you really look at the body of work, he's just a yeah. bad man. <sighs> There's no argument. You have no, no argument. No, no, no. You don't, the, the that's one thing the thing. None about, of you have an argument. The one thing I hate about Brady is there's, there's controversy mired in everything he does. Okay, except he wins games. I got a notification of yeah, the, not controversy, but uh, something he just said. Gate, spy gate. I mean, there's always something. Third and ten back, over the middle completion. Calls. Third and ten over the middle completion. Third and ten completion. Championship drive. Championship drive. Championship drive. I mean, he, he's just he's just awesome. You want to know how nits are on? When our other writer, Dan Rosier, says, Nid is right. Uh, okay, ACDC. Yeah, you like ACDC Dude, over Metallica. And I, he's I, right. No. Dan's right, ACDC, till I die. It's like saying Skilo over DMX, man. It's just not true. It's not true. Think yeah. it's a game? All you right. think it's a game? That's a little bit of fun we've been having with We ain't the got writers. time for all that. Talking about... <laughs> 
you know, rock band wise, Metallica versus ACDC. Uh, t- chime in with us. Give us, give me and Barker some uh, some credibility here. Metallica is obviously the inferior band, or excuse me, su- yeah, they su- are superior band <laughs> over ACDC. Uh, it's no, close, I, man. Arms let his intelligence slip there by saying <laughs> <laughs> he, he had his intelligence slip up there and actually say the right thing. So he's been acting the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's For 104 I mean. episodes, Arms has just been playing the like Matt Damon character. <laughs> Have you guys been uh, catching anything about any basketball, NBA basketball? Uh, I, I just watched my Vols at the college level that, get some shady calls against Vandy to basketball. Win. But anyway, but NBA. Now. The M- Dude, what James Harden's doing right now? Uh, not winning basketball games. Averaging 52.2 points a game over the last five. He's scored like 268 points, and the most amazing thing about it is he has not been assisted on a single one of his field goals. It's it's garbage basketball is what it is. <laughs> he He's a great player playing garbage basketball. Yeah. He is it's playing uh, a game of make it, take it. Yeah. If As you, in, if you, if you they co- make it, he takes it. It goes <laughs> no, and makes right. it. If you <laughs> like Kobe it, if you Kobe it and throw up forty-eight shots, you're scoring fifty points. Yeah, uh, I mean, you only got to make half of them. It's. It, I. I mean, uh, what is he doing? You know what? It's, it's very special. It's. It's. The, I, it's, yeah. the, it's in, in fifty years. It's the most points scored over a five-game span. He travels all the time. I, I agree. <laughs> like it's. He's just. I, I will give him credit that he has. Stretch the limits of the traveling. Like he takes two and a half steps every time. You know what? Um, he's it? got the rest. He stops dribbling. Like it's like he stops dribbling Thank with him on a mid step. He stops dribbling on a mid step that doesn't get called. Then he goes one two hang hang maybe to flex somebody and play it like he he's mastered the two and a half steps my favorite thing was steph curry tried to do the step back that he does and call for traveling <laughs> yeah <laughs> like ah oh, listen steph we know you're probably the face of the entire backwards NBA, traveling but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's like inward singing little tenacious D reference right there dude i do like i do like some of the emerging stars though Luca, Luca oh, like is it Doncic? Doncic, dude, that that guy's that he's pretty mean, and I would take him in crunch time. He's nailed some game winners from the corner, like doing his Steph Curry step back. I saw a video where he had worked out with Steph like four years ago, before he came over when he was still an international player. That dude's gonna be really good, and he's got that different flavor, different style, and he's the perfect guy to take over for a Dirk. Dirk. I mean, the Dallas Mavericks go straight from Dirk to another international superstar. And uh, I don't know if he'll be able to lead the Mavericks to a championship at any point. He's in a bad situation right now with with all the other talent in the league. He's arguably a top 10 guy in the yeah. league. I mean, uh, very arguably, around 10. But eh. what do you, what do you, Luca coming up on top 10 in the league? He's, he's pretty close. Pretty good. He, he's approaching it at the very least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, but it's it's nice to see some different flavor. Just another guy, international flavor in the NBA. Did, like did either of you guys see my call out for uh, against Clay Travis on Twitter the other day? Huh? Clay who, Travis? Who? Clay, Who's Clay? I think Fox Sports. Clay Aiken. <laughs> so he, uh, yeah, he's Fox he, Sports. Clay Travis. Yeah, radio guy, and he he makes the comment. So someone had was talking about Steph Curry uh, slipping. On an attempted dunk, backing up, shooting a three. Okay. And 
SB Nation puts out this article that, you know, if you like Steph Curry's game because, quote-unquote, he can't dunk, um, then you and but you don't like the WNBA, you're hypocritical. You know, then Travis comes back with Steph Curry would conservatively average 120 points a game in the <laughs> WNBA. And, uh, like, it, it about made me sick. Like, first off, I, I fully acknowledge there's an athletic difference there. But 120 but points even? a game. Why? Like, if you want to say 50, all right. You know, one of the best basketball players on the planet. Absolutely. It, you know, if you're playing against inferior athletes, absolutely. But 120? Come on, man. That means every, you're taking every shot and they all got to fall. Yeah. It's just, it's more ridiculous to even make a comparison like well, that. He, I mean, what really frustrated me. Yeah, you know, people talk about Serena not being able to make it out of the first round of men's competition. And by Annika Sorenstam actually played PGA and I don't think she made the cut. I mean, she. Who. Who cares? Like, well, for, don't make the con- comparison. Just appreciate what the Women's Basketball I, Association, I agree. LPGA, Women's appreciate what it is. You know, it's still highly competitive. Absolutely. Now, another one that he, that he kept going on, and it, it frustrated the heck out of me. And maybe it's because I'm the father of two girls. But he he goes on to say that. Are you sure they're both yours? Oh, it's uh, what, what my Jeez. wife. Me. The little one's an <laughs> asshole, so she's definitely mine. <laughs> but uh <laughs> go ahead arms proceed zing <laughs> yeah i got you that's a joke i know they're both my kid um anyhow <laughs> most likely <laughs> proceed most likely he, he makes the comment that a good high school basketball team in a major like a highly populated state like a florida a california texas or would, one of these would, academies yeah, would dominate the WNBA, a high school basketball team, would just would just run through championships year after year. I'm like, dude, stop! stop. It, I'm not. What are you looking at? I just turn your mic a little bit. Continue, sir. Okay. If you, uh, oh, you you turned it. Oh, I thought you were pointing at me. <laughs> just it's like, yeah, just, he, it, they, oh. yeah. The kids look like him. Yeah, <laughs> but no, it was just frustrating to me to hear him continuously. Like he's a, we, we don't talk about it a lot. Just bashing and bashing and bashing. Just basically, basically saying WNBA uh, women's players are terrible athletes, more or less. Saying no, that they're th- some of the most prime athletes on the planet. We'll probably break him down one on one, day in day he, out. He went, he went on to say, "Now it, this is how ludicrous this got." He went on Luda. to say, "There is there are twenty million men right now that would be." You just grab five of the 20 million best men players in the world, and they would dominate WNBA. I'm like, dude, no. No. He said, any three guys from the three best players at your local Y. I'm like, dude, I I can't listen to this anymore. I can't listen to the argument, but I... Matchups. I also can't say he's wrong, but... You never know. I can't can't believe I said it. I mean, but they know what they're doing. Yes, I don't. If I like, I, I'm an okay basketball player, but I would not be able to compete at all. I would get ran out of the gym by a WNBA player. That's Hands right. down. I, I don't. I don't think he takes that into his argument. Right. Whenever he's like, just take five, what five of twenty million. Just any five of the, the low. Million. The lowest five of the twenty million can't run ninety-two feet up and down a court <laughs> night in, night out. Plain right. and simple. So you give some respect to endurance. 
if you're not going to give it to give some respect to endurance if you're not going to give it to their athletic ability they're just flat out in better shape and know how to play the game better they're professionals Okay, enough WNBA. All right, here, we, here we go with a headline that popped across my uh, ticker as soon as we were doing our pre-show, or we started talking about Tom Brady, Your I should say. My ticker, but, you know, it shows me the time and events of the day. So, anyways, <laughs> so this pops up. Tom Keep Brady makes the comment, uh, which I'm not saying this is terrible. Like, this is a little bit respectful, and it's a little bit like typical Tom Brady. <laughs> he says... He says, "You think I'm playing this shit for Pro Bowls, dude? Like, I love it. No, you're not. And I, love I res- and I kind of respect that because screw <laughs> the cro- the Pro Bowl, screw the Pro Bowl. But at the same time, I'm like, smug ass Tom Brady again. But yeah, there he goes. Here's what I will say. My favorite part of the entire Patriots organization is Robert Kraft's complete disregard for the AFC Championship trophy. Here, oh, the take your peasant trophy. Yeah, <laughs> get it out of my face. <laughs> but dude, I have nine of these. I." Is, I, I've melted them down. You know what I do with AFC Championship trophies? Every other year, because I've got two of them, I melt them down and get, make the starters rings out of them. Right. <laughs> it's like me in Arms' bedroom with all our participation trophies. They give us another <laughs> one. We're like, come on, man. Like, Got like 12 of these at the house, bro. I rock it everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> Back to the comment, though. Totally thought you were hey, a different way with that, by the way. <laughs> is this a good segue for this or that? The blank or blank? It's a beautiful segue. Because I'll, I'll give you one. Baker Mayfield, I woke up feeling dangerous. Or Tom Brady's, you think I play this shit for Pro Bowls? What's the better what's the better comment? The question is, what's the better movie? So Tom Brady's response is Lethal Weapon. Like I'm too old for this shit. You think I'm messing around for Pro Bowls? God, we're no no longer PG. Baker Mayfield's, (laughs) you know. Woke up dangerous is straight out of Miami Vice or CSI Miami. Yeah. So which do you like more? Do you like? Do you like? <laughs> Those aren't weapon? the same thing. Like Miami Vice. Is Literally. Different. No, 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 no. You got the one-liners like the. I, you know, okay. He came to the wrong place at the wrong time. And Miami Vice looking their white stuff. They're like Grissom. Guess he had a wipeout. You know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That kind of cheesy crap. You into the cheesy stuff? Like I woke up dangerous. Or are you into like the lethal weapon? Like. You know, uh, too old for this shit. Like it was kind of funny, but it was kind of cliche and stupid. So defend it. Which one you got? Which which one do you have as the better comment of 2018? Give me Tom Brady. (laughs) Give me Tom Brady. I I love Baker Mayfield, but Tom Brady just honestly. He don't give a damn. And, and growing up a punk rocker, I respect that. I'm, I'm not flashy. I, I'm Baker's actually a little with flashy. You. I, it, personally, I love Baker, and I, I love the comment, and I, I think that he's going to go I. one to be great. Yeah. But, dude, Tom Brady just said exactly what he was thinking, what every Patriots fan apparently thinks. We're not here to win AFC championships. We're not here to be runner-up. We're, not, we're here to be Super Bowl champions. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Baker Mayfield. You wake up. Comment. You wake up feeling dangerous on the Browns every morning. <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to do today? Am I going to get, get, get high with uh, Callaway yeah. or Gordon? Which they, is no longer there. Right, course, they're improved. But when you step out the door of your, you know, high end condo in Cleveland, it's like crackhead. They're there already, so it's dangerous in Cleveland. Yeah, Baker Mayfield's comment better for a T-shirt. Yeah, Tom Brady's. Just a better comment. Well, you just are, a, be- a roto wear t shirt. 
<laughs> you also can't wear uh, t- the Tom Brady T-shirt to work because it's not true. safe for work. Truth. <laughs> NSFW. NSFW. So here's the first submission not that we'll suitable. go through. Okay. It was a Twitter submission. And I will say who sent that submission here in a minute. I already got everything pulled up. But this one, we're starting out weak, and I want to start out weak so we can <laughs> listen. Wow, man. Wait no, 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 no. past our listener. Thank I want you. to start out weak because we're going to use a little tool here provided. Don't have, release his name now, please. Would you rather have Robert Griffin's knees or Keely Smith's knees? Not <laughs> quite, it's not quite that bad. It's two actual somewhat, one relevant player, one somewhat. So anyways, we get this submission. And like I said, it's a segue into a little little prop here for yeah, someone. Okay, okay. I'm just hoping Corey, I can follow along with this segment. Corey Davis or Michael Gallup for 2019. And that's a mind-blowingly, numbingly, blowing harder than Brady and Niddle. Corey Davis, by far, Corey Davis. Hmm. And, uh, why Michael Gallup? Why is Michael Gallup in the conversation? Corey Davis is not... Proven and Dude, like a stud already. I think it's a fairly good comp. I think it's what? A, I don't think it's great for twenty. You say comp? Explain not comp. Com- we're talking value. We're talking 2019. 2019, Which one of these guys in Dynasty? So in Dynasty, are you going to trade Corey, Corey Davis, Davis for, for Michael just Gallup. Michael Gallup? No, but I'll, no. T- I'll tell you right now. If Corey Davis is your starter, you're probably not winning with him. I'm not saying that Corey Davis is a Michael stud. Gallup, I, I think Corey Davis. Is Corey Davis at, is at least the number one on his own team. He's at his upside until Marcus Mariota is not his quarterback. He's about what he's going to be, in my opinion. I get that, but Dak's never going to support two. I understand that, but I, I think I, I don't think it would be a terrible trade. I mean, I'm going. I'd lean, lean Corey Davis myself. I mean, if I'm gonna, I'm leaning heavily Corey Davis. I just don't think it's grossly as you. Yeah. As you, I don't think I'm it's not offended weak. by that trade offer. No, I'm not saying offended. I, just, I, I would, I would maybe counter wanting a little bit if I had Corey Davis. I, I'd maybe listen to Michael Gallup and what are you gonna and, get? And not maybe just a second. Not just I'd a, take a rookie second and Gallup. Not just a trade aspect, also a draft. No, if you're no, drafting, that's what I'm saying. So let's say what. 14th round, and I've got those two. I don't can't think off the top of my head ADP for Corey Davis, but if way higher in 14th yeah. round, but or five, this year, it doesn't matter the round, just if but, they're both on the if, board. If both of them are on the board, I'm taking Corey Davis. And Gallup's I mean, probably a two round later, if not three, he's probably three or four rounds later. Easy, but I'm not to again, if it's a trade, I'm not horribly offended by it. I just want more out of it. So not not a bad not a bad question. Well, Probably me, someone high on Michael Gallup. I mean that's fine. Let me give you let me give you the reason I started the show into this because uh, we we have a tool just to get a grading system and it's a pretty highly regarded grading system. Is so, it yourself? No, I, oh. I'm the he, ultimate. He is a tool. Yes, I'm know. the ultimate grading system. <laughs> but this is an actual grading system that's proven that people use that has been provided to us. Uh, on the house, uh, Dynasty Trade Calculator. We have access to that. It's a very good tool. And DTC. They, DTC. And they give Corey Davis a value of 25.6 versus Michael Gallup's value of 3.8. <laughs> okay, maybe and it's I grossly... do not disagree. <laughs> uh, value. That, this is the reason. You're not giving value, Corey Davis yes. up for Michael Gallup. I you can it. add a player with this tool and get to 25.6. So maybe Michael Gallup and what? Who's a tight end that might provide 25 or 22 points 20 of value? Austin Hooper. Austin Hooper. I don't know if he's going to provide that much 
value. That's going to be about all you could get with Gallup to get in. If you're doing a little experiment, throw him Let's in there. Let's go Eric Ebron. Okay. Let's I feel, see I feel if like Eric you're winning Ebron. the trade all of a sudden because I'd rather have Eric Ebron than Corey Davis. Well, that's what we're doing. We're punching him in to see if we win the trade. No, we still don't. Eric Ebron at 8.7 value. Okay. I, so it's like well, you, what that says to me, what that is says to me, Corey is, Davis three times as valuable as no, that's a, that's what I was about to say. That, Corey Davis is Talia, uh, Talia, Talia. Yeah, but Corey Davis ain't that great. Come on, no, you're, but you're talking ex- about what arms what arms led off with. If you have Corey Davis on your squad as a starter, wide receiver three, okay. But if he's your number one, you're you're, you're desperately if you, you're if, desperate at wide receiver. If you have anyway. Eric Ebron, you probably have. Next year, top four or five tight end in the league. Corey Davis, you have the 52nd wide receiver. I mean, <laughs> he's not that. I don't think. He, talking mechanical advantage, you want to go a little. Well, no, we won't go with physics here, but he, he's just not giving you that big of an advantage. I mean, anytime a guy has a string of single point games to end the season, He's just—he's not a twenty-five point player. I—I I don't know. I by this grading system, uh, not not a big Corey Davis fan to start. Not a big Mar- Marcus Mariota fan to go along with him. So I, I will say Corey Davis—he did finish his twenty-fifth receiver. So uh, how, I'm not sure how the, how the total uh, how how they're scoring. I don't know how the scoring comes about. That's but. what they did: twenty-five points, twenty-fifth. No, yeah. no. So here's here's where it equals <laughs> that means out. Gallup's number three, according right. to Dynasty Trade Val- or Dynasty Trade Calculator, it just about evens out at Corey Davis for Michael Gallup and George Kittle. Uh, give me Kittle. Give me Kittle. Over, I'll take Kittle. For I both think of that. Them. See, I think that's close, and I, I kind of get the grading system on that aspect. To me, that's close. Like if I had Corey Davis and what? I and receivers are. Kind of hard to get. I know Kittle's a huge. I'm not saying I would make that deal. I think I would want Kittle and Gallup too because I'm not a Corey Davis believer. But perspective value, okay. I can see that uh, being a trade. Okay. A trade that goes down in your league that I mean, you don't throw a fit about. Davis does have did finish with almost 900 yards and four touchdowns. Second year, yeah. Yeah, you got that third year breakout potential. Who knows? We don't like him as much as most. I like this cal. I like this calculator though. I yeah. mean, as much as I kind of want to tailor the Corey Davis thing apart, but that's just a personal bl- disbelief in Corey Davis, so I won't tear the calculator right. report over one ranking. Yeah. Move, move on. on. Okay. Uh, on. Next one. This this one. Oh, who submitted it? Uh, Give us the submission there. If you, oh, on the last one. Steven yeah. Strasball. Strasball. Steven Strasball. Are you from Benton County? Because we have some Strasballs in Benton we County. We do have some Ohio Strasballs. Strahl's balls. Strahl's balls. All right, so this this one's a little uh, kind of far apart in my opinion as well. Not completely, but it is one to think about. Nick Chubb for 2019 or Melvin Gordon. Ooh, that ain't that that's far not apart. far apart. That's what, well, I mean, value wise, I bet it's a little. Like if you're gonna give, if you're gonna get Melvin Gordon and you're offering Chubb, I would think that you need to add an Ebron or an OJ Howard. Let's 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 pause here and say, is this dyna- is this this dyna- is a good one actually? Yeah, I like this. More I think about Talia. Here, here's what I'm going to tell you. Is, di- about, is this take dynasty? This is just like next year versus next year. We'll, uh, we'll cover both scenarios: dynasty trade or a draft. Okay, uh, right. I'll be honest with you guys. To me, this is a coin flip, and I mean, based on injury history, I'm actually probably leaning Chubb. You're leaning Chubb straight up. Yeah, but I'm saying value wise, like 
Okay, so you listen. <laughs> listen. I can see Chubb going as a top five pick next year. I get that, but let's say that you're the Melvin Gordon owner, and someone offers you Chubb straight up. You know that on paper and in fantasy, Melvin Gordon was really dang good till he missed the last few games. Chubb was a really dang good rookie, but you know that you could demand a little more out of that person offering that trade and pull it off because Gordon's the bigger name. I agree. I agree. I, I you know I, you're going for one more piece. You're not just going to hit accept real quick. You're going to at least yep. message and be. Be like, listen, listen, Chubb, while it looks like he's going to be good, he's not He's not scoring the touchdowns, Melvin Gore. He's not getting the ball. He's not the, the lead, you know, point getter and carrier. and He's not that offense's everything yet, so give me more. But that's where I counter back and say, okay, but Austin Eckler is still in San Diego. And, and Duke Nick, Johnson's in Cleveland. Oh, we see how that turned out for him this year. It doesn't mean it's going to be that way forever. Dude, Trime Nick, will tell. Nick, Nick Chubb <laughs> is a complete player. I think it's even. Uh, that that would be a very difficult trade to to either way. If I had either one of them, it'd be difficult to get rid of the other one. You can make an argument for for either, but in my book, I'm going I'm going Melvin Gordon all the way. He just has a more, way more consistent resume. Outside of the injuries, and he's a top but five can, back but, now. You're looking at top five versus maybe top five next year. Yeah, yeah, that, I think that comes into play. I don't think I, I don't think Nick Chubb's going to be a top five. I think he might be a top ten back. Can he catch the ball enough to get to top five? Melvin right, Gordon right. does catch the ball. He will catch the ball. It's yeah. not it's not that he does did he do, he will like it, it's it's a known given. He's going to get a touch of it in the passing game, and he's going to get his chances to get to a hundred yards and put the ball in the end zone. So to me, safe play Melvin Gordon MG three all day. Get that Chubb out of here. I love Chubb, and I'd love to trade for some Chubb shares, but I'm not going to give Melvin Gordon straight up for Chubb. You're going to give me something else. I'll, I'll make the deal if you entice me with something else, but let's let's talk. I'm interested in some Chubb shares. You're, you've I, always I, been enticed I, by Chubb shares. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a Chubb chaser. All right, let's go. So I, I need some I, Chubb shares in my life. Two versus one, then I'm going Chubb. Straight up. Yeah, MG3. Give me MG3. I've, I've got to go Chubb. Uh, he's hiding that intelligence again. He's, then. Hiding, he's <laughs> hiding it again. You think I do this shit for Pro Bowls? <laughs> no. I do it for Chubb. You think I do this for people to agree with me on Twitter? I do it all for the Chubby. What? <laughs> all right, bring yeah. it. Round three. Round three. Or is okay. it four? Are we counting the, the comments as one? Love this one. All right. Uh, Juju for 19 or AB. And it's easy for me, but I, I I've have a reason. I've already said this. <laughs> I, I'm going Juju. <laughs> well, don't act like we're shocked. I said, I'm going I said Juju as well. Last show or the show before, Juju. Oh, man. Is it on me? Especially if we're talking Dynasty. We'll explain why, Especially. but yeah, it's on you. Yeah, if it's Dynasty, Juju all the way. But if I'm trying to win now, or if I had AB and someone's offering Juju, <laughs> I'm not scared of Antonio Brown's talent wherever he goes. Well, I'll, I'll put it that I'm way. I'm not either, but I, so I, I, I mean, that mean you're, you're rolling AB? The combination of Juju's talent and the situation uh, with Ben Roethlisberger. Mike Wallace, I wasn't scared of his talent when he left Pittsburgh either. And he's been good. He ain't been no AB. Uh, or Lima Sweet. He ain't a Lima Sweet. Dude, when, when AB turns it on, he turns it on. I mean, it, it's... I get that, but man, Ben Roethlisberger, Le'Veon Bell, Juju on the... He's always had a decent receiver on the other side of him. I, I just... So I go Juju, Juju for the... So Juju's, Juju's had, had a better receiver yeah, on the other he, side He's right him. there. I, I agree know. with you 100%, but Juju will be just fine if Ben comes back, which is unlikely in my opinion, but 
They just extended him or trying to or something. Yeah. Hmm. I, it, it's not a done deal. Oh, he's talking about retiring last year, I believe, is the argument there. So Ben, yeah. ben is nearing the end of the road. Okay. Yeah. I still like Juju. I mean, I, he, I think he's the real deal. He's real enough to take over games for Antonio Brown. I, I 100% agree. But it is a good one. It, it's extremely close. I don't really trust where AB goes from here. And, and have you noticed all these but players I'm not trying scared. to call their shots? But I'm not scared. I'm not scared of his talent. That's the thing. I'm just not scared I'm of I'm not scared AB's of his talent, talent. but I'm, I'm afraid I'm scared of, of the years he has left in a dynasty situation. Like, if I'm if, if it's a redraft league, I'm still going AB. Juju, it's a coin flip. I'm not saying it's outlandish let to me, go Juju. Let I'm me just tell saying. you what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of an AB going from a number three finish to a number seven finish while Juju goes goes from a seven to a three. Can you see him? Here, here's the question. Can you see Antonio Brown in a Jarvis Landry situation next year? Not and that bad. That, Antonio Brown, bad I agree bad. with you that Antonio Brown's talent okay. is going to put him on the map as a top ten receiver no matter where he goes. I just worry that going from Pittsburgh to a San Francisco or something like that is going to just take him from top three to top, to number seven. And while Juju gets all those targets, AB used to get and then some, I'll, I'll eat my words here, but I don't think that'd be the worst. <laughs> like I, I think the forty landing with the forty ers a healthy Jimmy G, a Kyle Shanahan who now has the the talent to run his game wide open to to call a game wide open. In theory, I think they're more than a wide receiver away from being as in good as theory. Pittsburgh. So we know what Juju situation is. And if Juju's the number one, and I mean, he, the guy caught 111 balls this year. I get it. I, I'm just saying. G- giving five more targets a game, what's he going to do? You know what I mean? That, that's my right. thought. And I, I think. Perfectly fine. Yeah. It's close. I want to flip to Juju. It, it's just, too, it's a coin flip for me. Definitively, I'll stick with AB for right now. I think it's close to a coin flip, but I, I just, I like my future talent a little more in Juju than my. 31 year old changing teams. I just, it's AB. I'm not betting against him. It's like betting against Tom Brady. You don't bet against him, but I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to take my chances. And if I end up being wrong, so be it. I still got Juju. I'm okay. I'm still okay. Oh, yeah. You're right. Still happy. All right. I want to flip. I do. Just thinking that without AB, Juju will be better. And it doesn't take that much more of better. Yep, Juju Smith-Suter to outperform Antonio Brown. I'm going to go Juju. I flipped. So Juju is the Juju better over target. AB. But yeah. it's not just obvious I, and transparent. I, I, it's a, it's no, a battle. I'm not following Juju had two single-digit games, and they were 9 and 9.5. I mean, pretty dang solid. That's ridiculous. As a number two option. Yep. And, and we've seen Antonio Brown's kind of become a little bit of a diva at this point. A to bit. where. Yeah, and that, that that if he's on a team that has a bad quarterback, how's he going to react? Right. Do you see the Can argument? Do you the... see the argument me and AB got into on Twitter? No. I mean, I argued with him. He didn't respond, but I, I <laughs> you know, I gave him hell just for being a diva. Good for you. Uh, I, 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 I got it. I, I know it got to him. If Before he, we move on, him. did you see the Mike Tomlin? I just tolerated AB, dude. Dude, come on, man. You didn't Dude, just tolerate the he, best he, receiver in the league for five years. Pulling, you a, were, pulling a Hugh Jackson. Get there. out of here, Mike Tomlin. Like, that dude has been on his high horse. He's never been in a bad situation. Mike Tomlin, stop running your mouth about 
supposed former players. There's no room for head coaches to talk about that. And then if, you're a you're a you're a man. You're a professional. You're mature. Don't be. You don't need to start that crap. I agree on, with Mike you, one hundred percent. And has anyone uh, noticed that Mike Tomlin? If you've ever watched it. Looks just like that guy from House that acts the exact same way. He does. The doctor. Yeah. What, what's his name in House? I, I don't know, but oh, I know exactly man. who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, like he's a straight. He is a straight penis in that show. Yeah, Omar Epps is a straight penis Omar character, <laughs> and Mike Tomlin just looks like him with a beard. <laughs> it, you're right. Basically, a little bit more built, <laughs> but and, and aviators every now and again. Wow, we're playing musical. Would you chaos. just uh, <laughs> open a beer and drink? They're almost the same thing. All right. Oh, I disagree. Who submitted there. that one? Who submitted that one? Uh, that was uh, only here for the B R F S. Omar Epps. Thanks, thanks for cho- cluing us in there, uh, B League. <laughs> so the next one, I like this one because it's a lesser, lesser names. Uh, it is Hooper. As in Austin Hooper. Anybody but Hooper. Love it, man. They're like, hanging with Mr. Hooper. Anybody else? <laughs> or Chris Herndon. Chris Herndon. I agree, actually, and I don't even, I don't even have you to think about You didn't have to it. say the second name. But I not, think, not Hooper. But I think this goes 50-50 on a Twitter poll. I mean, I, I think you got 50% actually, that want Hooper and 50% that want Herndon. I'm just on the Herndon side. I would actually say that Hooper wins on the Twitter poll, but I, I'll take Herndon. I just... Austin Hooper's inconsistency is be it's Eli Manning bad is it, it's but it's better than Chris Herndon. I, I like I'm Chris not even going to explain like, on that. Like, like, Chris, Her- listen, Chris Herndon Chris- gives me eight points a game. I'm ecstatic versus the two twenty two fifteen two like no. Let me give you let me give you the perfect breakdown of this possibility of who are you taking or or trade for trade. Chris Herndon had. As good a year as a rookie as Austin Hooper had as a third-year pro. There you go. Give me Herndon in the hopes that in two more years, he is more like a George Kittle, which I'm not saying he's going to be. He won't be. I'll I'll, I'll place my bet on him becoming, getting to that level over Austin Hooper. Is Austin Hooper 40? No, he's 24 years old. I don't care. He's done just mediocre every year he's been in the league. I just, I, which is three, I think, it, right? Once he's again, three anybody years. but Hooper. I just, I, I cannot stand the thought of having Austin Hooper on my team. Listen, I'm the guy who had Eli Manning, and I'm like, yes, he won me three weeks in a row, and he, then he lost me three weeks in a row. That is the the frustration you get with an Austin Hooper. And uh, y'all keep I, talking. I want to. I want to. I'm, I'm trying to comp something here. I'm trying to give you some stats here. I mean, they're they're pretty even. I believe statistically they were fairly leaving, weren't they? I'm not saying they weren't. I'm just trying to give you some. No, the, Hooper was clearly better. He had 32 more receptions. I mean, that's it. He had an entire season of work in receptions more than Chris Herndon. Adam, Yardage Adam, wise, he had 275 more yards. They had the same amount of touchdowns. Uh, we, a but good point gets Hoop- brought up. Gase is going to be there. Gase has proven that tight ends are like Pro Bowls to Tom Brady. You are to him. stretching. What, Gase and New York? He's saying that the tight ends don't mean anything to him. So I'm saying Herndon okay. could suffer with a, a switch to Adam Gase, I, I who's going to influence that offense to Sam Darnold is my newborn baby, and I want him to throw to mediocre wide receivers all day long, which the Jets got. Don't throw to that tight end. I don't like second. tight ends. Are they mediocre? Have they, have they reached that level yet? 
The Jets? Yeah. Wide receivers? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, the, so they've re- get, went from terrible all the way up to mediocre by now? Because those, those receivers Yeah. I mean, Robbie Anderson and Quincy and Unwar were both on people's fantasy teams. That To me, that's mediocre. Hey, if they're on the waiver wire, that's less than mediocre. Gotcha. Yeah. Hey, real quick. I, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm, I am going to make the argument. I, I, Austin Hooper catches everything thrown his way. I remember how Michael Thomas had this amazing connection with Drew Brees. I never thought Austin. I'd hear that sentence. Austin Hooper catches everything that goes his way. I mean, he's not David Njoku. Dropping half of them. <laughs> he uh, does. Super mathlete, Austin Hooper. Uh, you know what? I'll drop it. I mean, no. it, it, we're talking about Austin Hooper and you're, Chris Herndon. You're not going to, you're losing with both of them at tight You're end. honestly right, though. I will say Austin Hooper does, just does not see enough balls thrown his way. Well, he, I, he, it's, not, I, that I he's, it's not that he's a bad tight end. No, no, no. He, we aren't accusing him of that because. I don't think he is. I think he could beat top just, ten consistently. He's a bad. In bad he's in a bad situation. If he was You're, in Indianapolis, how good would Austin Hooper be in Indianapolis? He would be about Eric Ebron. Good. He'd be the fourth tight end on the depth chart. Real quick, Michael Thomas, Drew Brees connection oh, was lethal. Eighty-five percent connection rate. All right. Okay. Austin Hooper and Matt Ryan, eighty-one percent. That comparison. Travis Kelsey only around sixty-seven. Chris Herndon. Around right around seventy. I, I this ain't. I, I'm just saying he's not that athletically incompetent. Like no, I, I he, don't he is he a is. good receiving tight end. Austin Hooper is. He catches the ball thrown his way. Like I I, I did the math real quick. Nice. Eighty one percent catch rate is almost on uh, uh on par with Drew Brees and Michael Thomas. Now obviously the. The attempts were about half, but still, I mean, he's not. It's not like he's out there, David and Jokuing footballs but all day long. My the, my argument back Target is share. he's never going to be featured versus Herndon. It is one of the better Neither receivers on his team. You know what I mean? Like, no, so the major difference there, and we'll end it on this, is that. Yeah, Austin Hooper doesn't need the same thing as Njoku. He doesn't need more time on the jugs machine. <laughs> you can go on. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Next. All right. So I'm the next one. To turn the page. I love this one too. This is fantastic. Stafford or Trubisky? Trubisky. I think it's good. I, I think it's. I think, I think Stafford it's, I think it's, I think it's real me, good. If you'd asked me any other year, Stafford versus almost anyone, I'd be like, you know, Stafford, you know, you know he's going to give you top 10 production. But I'm not sure that he's still got it after this year. I mean, I'll, I'll take. This is sad. I'm kind of mourning the loss of Matthew yeah. Stafford as I a mean, fantasy he, asset. There you go. He he was one of. I know he's one of your guys, and I finally took the dive. Went after Matthew Stafford. Never this year been one of my boom, guys. I just thought I was on the same wagon you were. Take him late. Uh, I gotta. I gotta say, somebody joined in and said, "Does back row mean you were one of those cool kids in school?" Absolutely not. And my honest response, which people are going to think is a joke, although I don't remember if Niddle was in the back row with us, but he back was. row, huh? He was. I love it. Back row of the call center, telemarketing from a young age. Yeah. We, that is a legit E True Hollywood story. That's, that's exactly, that's where the name came from. That's it how, seriously, we, other is. than me, that's how we know each other. Yeah. I mean, 
no freaking lie. We all sat in the That's back where we row. started talking together, just it not is. to each other. It's where the, honestly, it's where the better callers got to sit. And if you could make us famous, that's a beautiful story. Like three guys on the back row of the call center. Do you want to pledge gold for the state troopers today? Later Officer in life. Little wants you to. That bond would last Which forever. Which is why Chad never actually uh, had a long career in telemarketing. <laughs> Officer Nittle, and you're uh, fired. <laughs> FCC. And two weeks later, you're hired. Because <laughs> that's what happened. You can get fired and hired. Right. This you, is where we got derailed last time. Okay. Some freaking Twitch questions. Look at, right, look at what right, it all right, did. All right. Now we have sympathy. Same person says, back row telemarketing uh, sounds awful. Nearly been there myself. It is kind of bad, but when you actually make a bond with the back, Listen, if you make I, a bond with the back row, it's actually like a little community of it, like it is. We're not the druggies in the call center. That's why we're in the back row. <laughs> we set away from the pills being snorted off of the cubicle tops. He's not even joking. We hid back there because we were the guys talking about football and drugs are bad. Okay, while the rest of the call center was snorting pills off. Pills, cubicles, and girls getting pounded in bathrooms is it true? True stuff. It's like Myrtle e, Beach Trailer Park, whatever that show was. It, it, trailer it, Park Boys. These kind of things are real. No, it was like Myrtle Beach. Trailer it was a trailer times. lot. It was a show yeah. about a trailer lot. In trailer Beach. times. Tra- yeah, something like that. But but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Next, <laughs> give me next. the next cop. Please? Did we say who that one was? It's too interesting. I, it's such too a great story. Okay, it was Stafford and talk? Trubisky. No, I said Trubisky, and who, who's, who made the uh, question? Um, uh, the, we got a multitude of them from uh, Lambert. Oh, okay. It's Trubisky all day long. I agree. Agree 100%. Now, no, I, I think Stafford I could bounce back, and I don't think Trubisky is all of a sudden this big-time fantasy quarterback. But youth versus, you know. I, but listen, Stafford had you, one year where he let you down. One year. Could it be an aberration with a new coach? Very well could be. Or will it this be the par for the course? Are they going to turn into a carry-on Johnson? I'll be happy first with either team. of them as my QB2. <laughs> Good. Uh, I don't know. Like, Mitchell Trubisky's highs They're in 2018 ridiculous. were as good as anybody's. I mean, we're talking Patrick Mahomes highs. Yeah. No lie. I mean, he put, he had a yeah. 60 point game in our league format. 42, 48. I mean, his highs were extremely high. I would take that prospect there over an aging Matt Stafford all day long. It doesn't matter if it's I redraft like it. or dynasty. I like Trubisky in it. But I mean, it, it's it's debatable, Matthew but Stafford I think most people are going to take Trubisky. 29th quarterback points per game. Trubisky oh, was atrocious 14th points per game for six point spread. In, in their uh, points per game. Yeah. Stafford, Stafford sucked. And, and in theory, Trubisky should get better. You know, Anthony he Miller, you know, more connection with Allen Robinson. You know, does Shaheen actually come back and make a difference? I mean, there's a lot of reasons as to why Matt, or excuse me, Trubisky could end up as a better quarterback next year, even, for, even after finishing 14th this year. And 14th missing two games. Mm-hmm. I mean, you give him two games. If he well, goes that off, on, that was on points up. per game. He showed some massive potential in games this He's year. About that, then he was about that on overall, too. So, in that range, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not – give me Mitchell Brisky and those highs. Give me those highs and hope, it, hope he doesn't have the valleys. Mind you, not the highs that went on in the cubicles, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, the highs. 
Okay, so that that's it for Lambert. We covered his. I do want to go back to Thigs and Dillon. Dillon. They got you. Diggs and Thielen. They got you. Yeah, absolutely. So Diggs and Thielen, to me, it, it is actually worth talking about because uh, Diggs is a little younger. Thielen probably has, what, uh, two to three top years man. left. I'm not assuming he's going to fall off the, place of the face of the planet, but but he could. I mean, he, he could, in a year or two, be... 10 to 15 instead of consistent top 10. Diggs is young. But you're you're saying that, but it's not like Thielen... Just throwing out the initial argument for Diggs because I think he's going to get slaughtered in it. No, I'm going to go with Thielen, but it's not like Thielen is, plays a game to where he's just getting slaughtered every time. I mean, he's catching a lot of... He's he's a he's a very Julian Edelman like player with a much much bigger body. He's not getting you know bashed up in traffic. I think Thielen's got five six years left in him of top flight production, not two or three. That's the reason I'm going to go with Thielen. I think Diggs is going to be fine, but I mean, did he break that thousand yard yet this year? Because I think Thielen did. did. did Diggs broke Diggs broke a thousand yards, a hundred first time since nine junior t- high, I think. Nine touchdowns. I mean, both of them have phenomenal years, uh, and that was year three for Diggs. I mean, there's still some guys do reach their full potential in year four. I'll throw that out there. Yeah, for he you. was year four. Was he Diggs year, four? Diggs year four? Yeah. So uh, okay, they're both veterans at yeah. this point. Both with similar NFL experience because Thielen didn't come on until later. Give me Thielen all day. Uh, I'm just I've never been a fig figs. Never been a got us both. Never thought the high end of Diggs was going to be top five production, and I still don't. Thielen's high end still is flirting with number five overall. Like I, it, but again, it's close. It's close. If you're offering them in a trade, give me Thielen all day. I'm asking for more with Diggs. You ready for a tight one? Yep. Well, okay. Tight I think one. that was tight. Tight one next. This is, I'll go, that was, but this is the whole reason I wanted to do the show about this tonight uh, because I saw on Twitter a very good debate, Aaron Rodgers or Jared Goff. I, I have to bring it in go there. Ahead, because, go ahead. Just so I can uh, give the, just, just so we're clear, the Backyard Fantasy Show does not endorse any of Jeremy Barker's comments I'm or opinions. I'm probably going to agree with you. I, I, what did I say on that Twitter thread? I was like, where's Nit? Mm-hmm. Where is Nit? Mm-hmm. Because I had a feeling that I, I could. That I could. The, the, the tribe's going to be a good tribe. <laughs> <laughs> love it. So, yeah, so I, I, I love that I called golf preseason and just rolled him out in every league. So you guys are both going golf. I, I am going golf. I'm gonna you, go ahead and you go ahead and give me the reason you're not. Aaron Rodgers finished about half point behind him this year, injured part of the time. Okay. Like with he played the, best when injured. Still, you know, there's injuries. Injuries. So you can't could, could talk he, about. Could that. he have been a little bit better though? That that's part of the question. If the team improves, does he get a little bit better? The Rams aren't going to get a whole heck of a lot better next year. But I can tell you right now, the Packers will. Give me Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has offensively. Mid, how I many years does Aaron Rodgers have of top five fantasy production? Several. How many years does Jared Goff? Zero. One. One? He's nine this year. Mm, I got him number six overall, bud. What are you, what are you looking at? Uh, points overall. Uh, well, here, here's... I, I, I want my points per game. I'll start out here. Aaron Rodgers, while a fantastic quarterback who has been considered as number one By the way, six pick, is not in the top five, just so we're clear. 
I just want to make sure that we all understand math out here. <laughs> Hiding that intelligence. <laughs> no. Anyways, so so Aaron Rodgers, you, you have a string, a solid string of thirty plus touchdown seasons, but there is there is years where he's thrown twenty eight, twenty eight. Oh, what a, ter- 16, what a terrible 16, season. 17, 20. I was not done. 16, 17. I mean, it's not like you're getting Peyton Manning numbers year in, year out. I mean, there's... 2013, there's, he was injured. There, I'm just saying okay. there's spots where he cannot be looked at as like, oh, he's the greatest quarterback ever. He's... But you're He's, you're arguing against injury. If you're the same guy that says Keenan Allen's a superstar, the, one of the best receivers in the league, but it's, you can't make the argument against injury. You, Aaron Rodgers was injured both of those seasons for the majority of it. If there if there's spots of injury and spots of not blowing the world up, going through his twenties, well, what what's going to happen in his thirties? Like, do those. Are you trying to say those may not become more frequent? Like, oh, he might could. get injured a little more for you know year in year out from now on that he's not in his twenties anymore. He might actually throw for twenty eight touchdowns for a few years now that he's not in his twenties. Like Jared Goff is on an offense that is poised to be massive for a long time. Green Bay is finding a new identity with Aaron Jones, mm-hmm. finding a new identity without Jordy Nelson, without Randall Cobb here soon. Uh, it's it's Devontae Adams, which is great, and a cast of all new guys that and this new commitment to the run, a coaching change, no more Mike McCarthy. I'm there is a possibility. Mike McCarthy's gone because he could, it had a terrible offensive system. I understand that, but he was there for years. A lot of uh, those which were Aaron Rodgers' best years, and you've got this team under Sean McVay, this offense with those receivers and Gurley, and now C.J. Anderson. I can't believe I even said that. Golf with a defense it. like that, Golf could be 35 year-in, year-out touchdowns, and I'll take that bet over counting on Aaron Rodgers to on a put bounce up back. big numbers He's late into back. his career. But, I, I mean, this past year was amazing for, for Aaron Rodgers. 25 re- touchdowns and two interceptions. Insane, but he still finished behind Jared Goff. I can't. He's a I, great quarterback. I can't believe we're arguing this. I didn't think Goff was going to be. I didn't think Goff. No, I, I knew Goff was going to be this good. I didn't think Aaron Rodgers would take a step back this far this year. And I think it's temporary. These guys are going to be neck and neck for the years to come until Aaron Rodgers is out of the league. Like Jared Goff's here to stay. He's going to. He he's going to get better. He was better with Cooper Cup in the starting lineup. He will when Cooper come back healthy, and you have three receivers, emergence of tight ends, and Todd Gurley in the backfield. You're going to be consistently good. Jared Goff is in a beautiful situation to be a, yes, a top is. ten I, guy. Approach that top five. I don't think every it's year. a blowout. I, I'll clarify that. I don't think it's a blowout to, for Aaron Rodgers. But I'm leaning Aaron Rodgers because the, back to the argument. You know, I'm not planning for eight years out. Aaron Rodgers for the next four. All right. No, I'm with you there. Dynasties win now, just like all of them are. But I'm I'm saying Jared Goff has a better 2019. Could be right. Well, could be right. I just don't think Aaron Rodgers on that on that Aaron Stafford, you know, or Aaron Stafford, Matthew Stafford. No, no, he's not that trend. You know what I mean? They're both top ten guys next year. Both. You told us to hurry up, and then you ain't got anything. Oh, no. No, I was like, time? keep it going. I'm doing some research. Oh, oh I thought that was hurry up and my get bad. done. No, my bad. It's all good. You know, when you're listening to us, this is normally edited out. <laughs> you're watching us, and it's like, oh, they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> right. You're, 
I can't talk about Jared Goff versus right. Aaron Rodgers anymore. I, I I just like the situation so, Jared Goff's in I, I saw much more, more than Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is still the better quarterback. I'd take him on my – if I'm drafting an NFL team, if I'm starting an NFL team, give me Rodgers in the experience. But fantasy-wise, situation-wise that they're in right now, the situation they're in right now, give me Jared Goff. I, a whole lot of quarterbacks at – Aaron Rodgers is 35. He's not just 31, You're 32. Right. He's 35. A whole lot of quarterbacks have fell off around that age. Not everyone is Tom Brady. Not everyone can play really good to 40. But the, the technology and the knowledge of keeping your body in shape, that's changed a lot in the past 15 years. So, I mean, that's what, that's how I look at it. Now, one I saw on Twitter that it blew my mind, but I agree with the poll. I just didn't think it would be that big. And that was Patrick Mahomes versus Aaron Rodgers. 90% Patrick Mahomes. Wow, I'm on that train. On, on yeah, one season. On that, and and I, I agree I with it. That. I agree and with I love it. Aaron Rodgers. This is not a detriment to him. He's 35. Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm with Dynasty. it 100%. I, but Patrick Mahomes is, is, to me, special. You know, he he's one of those guys like I think Aaron Rodgers is great, but Patrick Mahomes situation, talent around him, the, the I mean the Dude, offensive schemes. He's the he's the best quarterback in the and, league. And I think yeah. that poses the biggest question. He's sick. Do you guys believe that Goff and Mahomes could have as good a season or better than Aaron Rodgers next season? Yes. Yes, but and with that mean. age gap, why would you not go with him? Uh, that's what I'm saying. For long term, ninety ten and nine to one split on on yeah. Mahomes to Rodgers. I totally you, on board. You, you with tell that. me, I got a thirty five year old quarterback that's probably going to get you thirty five touchdowns next year and maybe for another year after that, and I've got you a twenty two year old quarterback that's already thrown for thirty five or more and looks poised to do it year in year out. Which one do you want? Those side. Which arm. one do you want? Pick. Go oh. ahead. Go ahead. Easy. And again, I'm on the this ain't the I'll Aaron Rodgers bash hour. He's going to be great next year. I'm saying I he's a top ten 100%. guy. To me, Aaron Rodgers and uh, golf is close, but uh, Patrick Mahomes versus anybody else isn't. I agree 100. percent I like it. What a good conversation. What I mean, a good time we're having. I'm having a good time. You having a good time? I missed you guys actually. First full season. 50, I've had a long 50 week. Touchdowns. God, that's insane. He could improve on that. That is insane. It is. It's happened three times. Three times ever. Say it one more he time. He might do it three times. Three times, three times, three times. <laughs> All right. Who posted that? Or that was just a random Twitter? That was That's a, what that was a random this Twitter. Thing, right? Yeah, that okay. was an actual Twitter poll that uh, I was like, huh, that's, that's very interesting. Okay, I got another one for you, and it's a rivalry. And this one was submitted. His name just says Scour. Joe Mixon or James Conner? James Conner. I got to pull up stats on this one. Man. 2019. Listen, I, Which I, I will tell you in my honest so opinion. So confident. I, expand on your In, in my honest debate. opinion, I think Joe Mixon is a superior athlete. I just, his situation is nowhere near as good as James Conner's. Like James Conner is going to be playing with a lot more leads on his side to be able to add those statistics towards the end of the game, and Joe Mixon probably won't. So Joe Mixon could, you know, be phased out in the second half of a lot of games playing catch-up mode. Conner's not going to be. They're always going to be in it. Uh, you know what? I'm going Joe Mixon on this one, uh, to be honest. And it's the way James Conner finished the season. I understand three games hurt. 
And it's also the way Javon Samuels performed while James Conner was out, which was comparable, if not better, than James Conner was performing in the weeks leading up to his injury. I mean, James Conner came out the gate swinging. Through mm-hmm. nine weeks, he was prime time, top five. You got to have him on your squad. Yep. And then week 10 happened. 11, 12, just let you down, let you down, let you down. Had a little up, gets injured, and then Jalen Samuels comes in. A a nobody. Let's just say it. Jalen Samuels is a nobody and puts up the same production that James Conner is. Now, is he going to – James Conner is going to get his share, yes, but I like that Joe Mixon has a coaching change. This is is where I like the coaching change uh, for for a player. Joe Mixon is going to have a better opportunity. I think they lean on him a little more in his third year in the NFL. And I think Joe, Joe Mixon outperformed him, outperformed James Conner this year, given that it, that that he missed some games. James Conner missed some games. But I, I'll, I'll lean heavily on James Conner in 2009. Or excuse me, I'll lean heavily on Joe Mixon in 2019 from a fantasy as, aspect. It's very close, though. I, okay. I, I, I'm going with Conner as well. I, I trust what Pittsburgh has done for years over Cincinnati's run game. Uh, I, I, I've just, there's never, I can't remember the last time I wanted to draft a Cincinnati running back year in, year His name out. Is Corey Dillon. <laughs> I, that, again, again, I can't remember. James or JJ. Again, I can't remember a time where I wanted to draft a Cincinnati Bengals running back, and that's nothing against Corey Dillon. I'm saying that was a long ass time ago. Like, I can't remember playing fantasy going into my draft being like, ooh, Corey Dillon, baby. I, I don't remember that. Like I it's been it's just been too long. Man, let, let me throw I love Joe Mixon. Don't get me wrong. I think if anybody can be the guy you want to draft year in, year out, he has all the potential in the world, but I love Pittsburgh's situation. Joe Mixon but, is but let me give the, I forgot Joe Mixon missed two games. Early in the year, so they basically had. I mean, oh, yeah. one, the, it, the games, the injuries are kind of irrelevant here. If you put, a, if you put, don't put their names and just put their stats. It's Joe Mixon all day, two hundred more yards on the ground, few less touchdowns, and, and the pass game was the same. I mean, give me the little bit more rushing yards. I mean, and, and, and fewer attempts. Give me Joe Mixon, man. Give me Joe Mixon this day. Once again, yeah. that's a good one because I think it's really close. But I agree. Give, give me Connor based on the situation. Do either of them are? Do either of them have a threat to take shares away in 2019? Honestly, not, not no. really. No, they're 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 both going to be volume backs. Oh, and that's what you want. Like I, I think they're both prime candidates as a running back. They're, too. they're both going to be. Actually, I think they're both going to finish top ten. That's fine. They, they they're they're volume year. guys. They? they don't have they don't have a threat in the backfield. They're they're top. They they don't have to average six yards a carry to keep the you know to keep their job. You guys like, ready? Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. They could average a pedestrian four and a half yards a carry. Keep their job. They'll have the volume to give you the total yardage. There you go. They're going to get in the end zone. I and honestly, I I do believe Joe Mixon and Cincinnati Bengals are going to be better in 2019 as a whole because the team's good. The team is good. They've been to the playoffs. Not this year. This is the first year they've missed the playoffs in a long time. Yeah, that, they've, that they've team been a playoff is, team. The, the talent on that team is good. The, it was obvious coaching issue. There. Well, we're yeah, lead, the, we're leading. That's leading and, and right that up is, to the next. You're cup. right. If the coach the coach change could spell huge huge success for Jay Mixon, you are right there. 
at least keep him on on pace of what he's doing. That leads right up to the next comp. They do have good players around Mixon and Cincy. Tyler Boyd or Jarvis Landry in 2019? Wow. I just witnessed minds being blown. That is a really, Tyler really Boyd. good one. And it's weird to say, isn't it? Tyler, Tyler Boyd was Boyd. good with or without A.J. Green. That's that's the only thing I'm going to. I'm not looking at quarterbacks. I'm not looking at coaches. Just was was Tyler Boyd good with and without? Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. he was. He was co- consistent as the number one or the number two on a team that wasn't all that great. I mean, give me Tyler Boyd. He, he's here to stay. He's legit. Um, Jarvis too, Landry. Too legit quit. I was high on I, – I was preaching that Jarvis Landry would not have a fall-off, and he did. I was wrong about Jarvis Landry's talent, so I'm not going to be wrong twice. <coughs> Give me that. So you were right on Tyler Boyle. I'm not going to be wrong twice on Jarvis Landry. Pretty sure I said Cleveland will not force-feed the ball to Landry like Miami But did. if you look at what Jarvis Landry did throughout the year, it starts off basically double-digit touchdowns first half of the season – and had a few bright spots, 20-point game, 25-point game. At the end of the season, didn't break double digits. Second half season, not one time did he break double digits. Who that? Jarvis Landry. But he ends up with some better games, 24-point game, a 21-point game. Like the, the Based chemi- on touchdowns. The chemistry the chemistry is getting there, though, I guess is my point. Like I think the superior quarterback play, you know, more targets. Give me Landry, but it's I'm not real comfortable about it. You think your my my beliefs? I, I agree. Baker Mayfield is better than AJ, uh, AJ Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. Uh, I, but it's not that I don't, I don't think Baker can make that leap into a, the top ten fantasy year quarterback wise. I think they're gonna have. I, honestly, I think Andy Dalton and and Baker are gonna have similar years next year. I don't think Andy Dalton's horrible. But he's just always been at the apex of his game. He's never get, he's never gotten better. He started. He's gotten slightly worse. His, but his, he, his first year was about as good as his seventh year. He's always been at his apex. Baker Mayfield's going to consistently get better. Uh, but unfortunately, that's as Jarvis. I believe Jarvis Landry gets worse as he ages. So he's, I, he's only twenty six. So. Give me Tyler Boyd. I, it's it's close, but I like Tyler Boyd with and without AJ Green. I do too. And and one with thing four. I got to add to Boyd. We we know that he was a third year receiver coming into the league, and some and, and a lot of times we're like, give you know, load me up on those third year guys. But I wasn't loading up shares of Tyler Boyd. I don't think anyone saw that coming. I want to say he was like ninety seventh uh, receiver off the board on average, and, and that was probably early for him. Yeah. I, I mean, we just nobody was looking at Tyler Boyd. I got Tyler Boyd as a throw in on an early season trade, like week one, week two. You know, deal, and people were laughing like Tyler. Why did you even pick him up? Like you got to take your you got to take your shots on a third year guy. I wasn't expecting anything. I wasn't expecting to get offers hammered to me every day midway through the season for Tyler Boyd. No, didn't expect that at all. Thought maybe he could be decent. I didn't know he was going to be a thousand yard guy. Is he here to stay? He's here to stay. I I mean, he was a good prospect coming out of Pittsburgh. We just the first couple years. We thought he was a good prospect that could produce year one, and when yeah. he didn't do it in one and two, we're like, ah, yeah, it's he's you know, just no, he's not. Nobody's going to come close to AJ Green numbers in that offense, but AJ Green, and yeah, we were wrong. Everybody was wrong. I may have predicted above, yeah, but I mean, not that. Here, here, here's the thing that is just selling me on Tyler Boyd more than anything, and it's going back to this, this. 
catch efficiency, if I can, maybe maybe that is a term I picked up somewhere, but that's what we call it. The CEs. Just that percentage of catches. Uh, Tyler Boyd, 108 targets. Jarvis Landry, 148. I mean, almost 50, 40, what is that, 35% more targets, and they end up, uh, Tyler Boyd outscores him slightly. But similar similar catches, 76 uh, catches for uh, 76 catches for Tyler Boyd, 81 for Jarvis Landry on 40 more targets. It took him 40 more targets to catch five more footballs. Okay, catch percentage wise, like the guy, there's there's something about, to that. About 50 of those targets came from Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> I'll, I, all right, I'll give you. I'll, I will give you that. Not as well. fifty, but I'll give you, I'll give you well. a, a, a large. A hundred eight of those came from Andy Dalton, but uh, not really. The wasn't somebody it filled about, in for yeah, Okay, I'll give you that. It's about forty-two. Forty-two yeah, targets say. in three games. Forty-one targets in three games. Yeah, it was a lot. But but that's scary though. What what you're saying is selling Tyler Boyd more because Jar- Baker Mayfield spreads the football around. He was. That's this is kind of amazing. Jarvis Landry, du- double digit targets through week eight, single digits the rest of the year, single digit like did, it trailed did, off but drastically. Did, but did more with less. No, no, no. He he did less with more. Jarvis Landry did less with more. He he had you, fewer so fantasy you, you, points as he with built more chemistry. Targets. But he, as he built chemistry with no, Baker Mayfield. He didn't require to be force fed the ball. No, he, he 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 got whenever he was open, he got the ball thrown to him. He had a better quarterback making better decisions. No, what I said was through week eight, he had double digit targets all but one week, and he was double digit point production all but one week. On the second half of the season, he sees nothing but single digit targets and has three games under in single digits, and a couple others were just not good. Eleven points. Uh, twelve points. So he he didn't do more with less. He just he's dependent on his targets. Jar- That's going back to what you said about the move from Miami. Jarvis Landry is dependent on targets. Tyler Boyd is not. Plain and simple. Love it. Uh, love me some Boyd. I, I I'm I'm not looking to get into Landry shares in any league. Even though I do think he is going to be better his second year in Jarvis, Cleveland as he was the first. Jarvis Landry catch efficiency. Of fifty six percent, Tyler Boyd seventy three percent. Jarvis Landry's quarterback through the Highly. first four or five games was Tyrod Taylor, who's atrocious, but but is right on par with that catch percentage. He is dependent on targets. We we know that it is a proven fact. He gets next less song. Targets. Next song. Next. Why? Because I'm right. I'm correct. Once again, it's not a wide gap. Catch efficiency. That's my new thing. Here's a fun. Here's a fun one. That one was because fun. We, it was fun. We <laughs> we talked about this one preseason. Snap count. During the season. Catch efficiency. And it's not a huge one. But Marlon Mack or mm. Kenyon Drake Marlon in 2019. Marlon Mack. Easy. <laughs> not close. That's like 9-1 to one also. With the rumors of Lev Bell to... The Colts and Lebel. it ain't happened and, yet. And Lebel to Miami. It the ain't rumors happened. are to it, both if, places. If there was ever a team that decided, you know what, we really don't need a good running back, it's the Colts. Yeah, they, I mean they're <laughs> perfectly fine with Marlon Mack rolling out 125 yards every other game. 
Yeah. I mean, wh- why pay Le'Veon Bell what you need to pay Le'Veon Bell to get him? When you made the playoffs with Marlon Mack. I they agree need with you to guys. get better at wide receiver, not running back. They got to get someone with ty- with uh, T.Y. They I, I agree. Body guy. They need like a Dante Moncrief. <laughs> that was bad timing. Uh, yeah, it was bad timing. Uh, but I, I I agree with that. I'm just saying Frank Gore, probably not going to be back. Uh, Adam Gase didn't want to give Kenyon Drake the rock, wanted Ryan Tannehill to be the star. Dude, stop. The, the stuff com- Listen, Drake the train. stuff coming out of Miami is insane right now. And I'm not talking about the stuff coming out like, oh, Kenyon Drake can be the guy. The stuff the where co- that team is a complete mess. <laughs> that team is a complete disaster. But does a new coach come in? And Kenyon Drake is obviously the best playmaker on this team. Tell me I'm wrong there. Okay, thanks. And Marlon Mack looks great. And and I agree. But you're I'm in, a, te- te- I, you're I, in I, a terrible state of affairs if Kenyon Drake is your best playmaker. I, I disagree with that. I, I take Marlon Mack. Don't get me wrong, but it's close. Then what are you trying to sell me on? It's close. I'm trying to sell you on the fact that it's close. Because if Kenyon Drake does get the opportunity, he's as explosive or more explosive than Marlon Mack. With a but better, he's not going to better set of hands. The only way better breakaway if, ability is if Lev Bell not by goes, much. Is if Lev Bell goes to Indianapolis, like Marlon Mack's going to get the lion's share of the carries. And I, I like Neam Hines. I do. I don't think Marlon Mack's a you almost pure sounded apologetic. Guy. I like Neem. I, I do. I do like Neem Hines. He had I a like great Naeem. year for Naeem. 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 I like how the H can be silent or not silent. It's like neither what? of these guys what? cool whip. <laughs> neither cool of these whip? guys are true volume backs where they're just gonna have the what three hundred attempts. But Marlon Mack's gonna get two twenty five, two forty, something like that next year and go over eclipse a thousand yards. Kenny Drake isn't. He I, just I isn't. Get, he gets he got five hundred yards. He K- had Kenny Drake yards is is not on a full even approaching elite and they've got if you don't have an elite running back, you have multiple mediocre running backs. So you end up with Kalen Balaj rolling in there and taking too many carries away from Kenyon Drake to be relevant. Way too many. Balaj is Kenyon, worth Drake, about in that equation. Kenyon Drake is more like Naeem Hines than Marlon Mack. Okay, I'm just saying it's close. To yes. me, it's close. But I, I agree, yes. Marlon Mack. Naeem? Naeem? Naeem. Naeem. Naeem Hines. He's on my fantasy squad, and I don't know how to pronounce his name. What do you guys think? One more? I could go. I could go all night. Oh yeah. Let's okay. Doing let's this. do more than one more. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, you know, I'm not going to do it. Dak Prescott or David, Derek Carr? <laughs> Derek no, Carr. Dak Prescott. Not going to do it. Okay. Carson. Every year, Dak Prescott. But for some reason, you're going to gamble on Derek Carr again. You're right. <laughs> but yeah. it's never happened. I still hate Dak Prescott. You're Car- in bad shape if you got either of them. Carson yeah, Wentz or Kirk That's Cousins? Kirk Cousins. Cousins over Wentz? Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. I, I, I'm telling you, Kirk Cousins was bad in crunch time. Not that atrocious all year, though. But when they moved to the running game, he was bad. He was not yeah. good to finish the season. Did not. Uh, I think that philosophy, you did not capitalize on drafting Kirk Cousins. I I think that philosophy is there to stay. Uh, Mike Zimmer is has committed with the OC change. I said it. I, I, I read between the lines on that one. He is committed to the running game. Kirk Cousins is 
going to put up Matthew Stafford numbers next year. Give me Carson Wentz because they're they're going Carson Wentz. I like Give that. Me Carson Wentz. I'm glad we've got a, a little Carson Wentz love in there. I and I don't love him. Kind of some of the reports. I actually believe some of the selfishness. I don't. He. I. I believe him to an extent. But he do, when he's on the field, he does everything he can to win the football game. So I can understand where he's a little self. He, I, I think it's more frustration that he's not healthy than anything yeah. than, than selfishness. I, that that's what I'll I'll say. I like the one liner amongst all that that says when you're on a team with sixty people, a couple of them are going to have something bad to say about you. And when you're you a Pro Bowl caliber third year quarterback, you who's frustrated at injuries. Fr- you, <laughs> he was a great teammate during the Super Bowl run. He was right there. He With hoisted Foles. the. He was he was right there to hoist the trophy. Yeah, rooting Foles on. But at the end of the day, he wanted to be that quarterback. Oh, of course he did. But you got you got frustration sudden. You got this guy's biggest players, and it's not all offensive linemen coming to bat for Carson Wentz, saying this is this story's absolute garbage. Like Carson Wentz is a great teammate, and I believe that to be true. And I still think he's going to be a great quarterback in the league. Just has to stay healthy. I can believe the story about the selfishness and that it could be interpreted that way as selfishness. Oh, I, I'm, I'm sure one it's, or two players. But it, I, I'm he's writing a prick. it off as frustration. I'm sure um, a couple he wants people, to be there. I'm, I'm sure a couple people think he, he's a prick. You, everyone you know, love arms. Absolutely. <laughs> Four consecutive seasons of over 4,000 yards and 25-plus touchdowns. At that telemarketing center, I did not like you at first. That's fine. <laughs> you were a selfish player. But no, you know what? As I grew to know you, you had our teams back on the back row. Great, greatest validator of all time. All right. All Carson Wentz did, needed to be have 4,000 yards was to stay healthy Okay. in 2018. That's true. Five, missed five games. That's, that's also true. Two for 3,000 yards. He doesn't even have to average 200 yards a game to get there. Carson Wentz all day. Josh Allen or Jameis Winston? Josh Allen. <laughs> I know that's weird to say. I know it is. I'm going to go. I, I just don't like Jameis Winston at all. Don't care about coaching change. He's just not a good quarterback. I, he, I, I don't even know why. I that saw that from day say. one. I never liked Jameis Winston. I don't Ever. know why it was that easy for me to say, but Josh Allen... Just give just me Josh for, Allen because by default. It's uh, by I, default. 100%. I'm not going to play devil's advocate hard here. But, I mean, Josh Allen with the rushing yards? Heck, yeah. Like Josh Allen. Give me Josh Allen. Those rushing yards are gold for fantasy. If he... Uh, the rushing yards, we've said it many times on the show, were a shock. They were a surprise. We didn't see that coming. We didn't know that... It was super athlete Joshua Allen. We didn't know that's who was coming into the league. We thought athletic quarterback, but no, it's super athlete. Leaping guys. Play, looks like David and Joku, but probably has better hands. Definitely has better hands. If it weren't for if it weren't for those running stats, it would be Jameis Winston for me under Bruce Arians. But the running stats are there and the potential is there. So give me Josh Allen. But it, it it's because of those rushing stats. Like, if it was arm for arm and neither one of them ran for a single yard, I have to take Winston with Arians, but that's not the case. I'm not, I, I don't even agree with that. Like, I'd still take I, – I understand Josh Allen was basically atrocious through the air, but I'd still take the development I don't know about of – atrocious. He was inconsistent. Uh, 10, 10 to 12. He had a negative – uh, touchdown to interception ratio. Oh, oh, it was oh, much oh, better it was than bad. it was much better than we thought as a rookie. You said ten to twelve. That's average. That's an average rookie season. No, 
No, for yeah. for a bad quarterback. But I, I think he'll no. I think he'll get better. Thrown to the fire. The, I, the the devil's advocate play here is there's a lot better receivers in Tampa Bay. That's very very true. I don't know. Maybe Robert Foster's the real deal. Fifty three percent. Jones didn't, look but he's horrible. not Mike Evans. No. He's definitely not Mike Evans. No, I'm not they saying they don't no, have Josh. an OJ Howard. If you put Josh Allen, Godwin, I'm not saying that they're better. I'm saying Buffalo's receivers. You put could Josh be Allen in Tampa Bay. You flip flop their situations. Josh Allen's a superior athlete and thrower. I Period. Agree. I agree there. Period. Good point tended on. I agree with that. Okay, Brandon Cooks or Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper, easy. Give me Amari Cooper is going to be real good. In I, lo- oh, I love Arms's look on his face. Top ten guy. I like Amari Buy, Cooper. Buy, former Oakland Raider Amari no, Cooper. No, I, I still love Amari Cooper. Buy Amari I hate Cooper that we got rid of him. But Brandon Cooks, just the consistency of how good he's been. But since, he's inconsistent since, game to game. Thousand yards over and over and over again. Ten touchdowns over and over, over and over, over again. again. Like I'm, I'm going to take that over. Like Nelly and Tim McGraw over yes, and over again. Yes, yes, it is. But um, I'm going to take that over the. All right, I get 170 yards, and then I get. Forty-two. Like I'll, I'll take Brandon Cooks over Amari Cooper. I like Amari Cooper. I, I, I love I'm, Amari I'm, Cooper. I'm ready for the best season Amari Cooper has ever put on paper. It's going to happen. 2019 nope. will be the best season of Amari Cooper's career. Brandon Cooks only had four or five hundred yard it. games. I do apologize. Cooks has not broke ten touchdowns since he came in the league. It just feels like it. Definitely feels like it. It does feel like he's hit ten touchdowns like four seasons in a row, but he hasn't. Feels like he's been cooking. He has broke a uh, thousand four consecutive seasons though. Give me Amari. Amari. I'm trying what's, to what's next? Extrapolate numbers. <laughs> I just Cooper all day. Cooper all day there. All right. You got anything you want to roll this thing? Wrap it up. Um, Gronkowski. Yeah. Anyone? The else? Gronk. The Gronk. Give me Austin Hooper or Njoku. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I knew, I knew oh, that Jesus. would stop him dead in his drink. Like uh, Nit has the natural. Light I'm going up Austin to his Hooper. Lips. Oh, David and Joku. Nit has the natty light up to I'm his lips. So he hears in Joku and he just Joku. stops. I'm going to go in Joku. I'll go in Joku. In Joku. Uh, do, do I think that Gronk is a better tight end? Really? <sighs> yeah, but doesn't want, really want to play football anymore. I'm, I'm not sure of it. Crunch time. Gronk is awesome, but. He just does, he only shows up in crunch time. Like he, I don't know how to explain his season. When the Patriots needed him against the Kansas City Chiefs, he was there, unstoppable against one of the best safeties in the league. But he doesn't. He no longer has the fire and desire to play the game hard week in week out, play to play. He's got all the talent in the world. He's basically Josh Rosen at tight end. <laughs> all the talent uh, in the world, just no fire to do it. Ah, uh, God. But, this, assuming Gronk plays in 2019, give me Gronk all day. I'm just playing. Gronk all day, but long term, I don't know. Long term, you probably go Gronk too. Even dynasty-wise, give me Gronk for one year over in Joku's horrible numbers for his entire I just career. hate Gronk. Easy. Gronk's and Joku's like 12 years old. Un- he's got so much time. He's uncertain. So much time. There's so much uncertainty to me for Rob Gronkowski going forward. I don't want to be the guy left holding the bag that just made the trade right right before the Super Bowl or whatever. And then all of a sudden, up, oh, yep, that was great. You know, I, we finally won another Super Bowl and uh, we'll go ahead and retire. 
He's probably going to retire. Yeah. But uh, I'm saying assuming he plays one more year, I would still take Gronk for I, one I, year over David Njoku in being Dynasty? mediocre at best. You're getting a mediocre at best tight end, and I get Talia. But you're getting, you're getting for get 16 it. games. He's not good. <laughs> he is terrible. David Njoku uh, is horrid <laughs> for 13 of those really 16 games. Nick really hates you, David. He really does. You need to come on the show and defend yourself. No doubt. Let's uh, let's wrap it up on a thought. Just so we're clear, <laughs> Gronk 6th and Joku 8th. I, I don't care. High five. High five, guy. Top 10 guy. Tom Brady, high five for you. Where oh. was Austin Hooper? 7th. <laughs> Right smack dab in the middle. Right in the middle of right, right you, where he belongs. That should tell you everything you need to know. A guy that catches everything thrown his way versus a guy that drops every three, everything thrown his way, only spaced apart by one player. I mean, give, give, me, the, give me the guy that could possibly improve his hands that gets targeted a ton but over does, the guy that never sees the ball. I'll play devil's advocate here. How often does that happen? How know. often does improving your hands actually happen in the NFL? Never. Sticky tack. Never. Stick it has needs, never happened. You've never seen better, the replacements, have better you? Better gloves. You've never seen you've never seen the replacements. That Orlando guy that plays that receiver, he got better as the season went on. What I say fifty six Actually, no. Niddle, you're gonna be shocked here. Sixty three percent catch efficiency for David and Joku. Eighty one percent for Austin Hooper. I'll go back Okay, to hold on a second. Um Gronk had seventy two targets and caught forty seven of them. He's a target machine. <laughs> it's probably the lowest targets out of the three. Sixty-five percent, way Ooh. better than David and Joku. What by two percent? Okay, and Joku had one more touchdown. Here's the thought to end it on. All right, Todd Gurley gets leached carries by C.J. Anderson. One, what the it's, hell is going on? C.J. Anderson is going to be somewhere else next year. I get that. Agreed. I'm not talking. I'm not even talking about fantasy right now. I'm talking about the why Rams. the hell did we that can't happen? end it on this. By the way, we've got some some big names go through. Go ahead. Anyways, Sean McVay comes out and says it's it's he's just doing it off the feel of the game. How could you ever feel <laughs> that C.J. Anderson gives you a better chance to win than Todd Gurley? I know he's played well. Health. I give him props. Okay, if that is the case and he's covering. Why cover? Why why make Todd Gurley look bad like that? Like Todd to, CJ's just playing better. Can you just take a seat there, number one overall pick every single year bingo. for the last two years? But one year. I, what the hell are you doing? What are you doing? Like it, no. CJ Anderson should not be getting the lion's share of the carries for the it, it's, I don't he's agree making with a lot the best of, of them. Because I guess when you have a healthy, fresh Todd Gurley when you need him. It's great because if Anderson's doing fine, let him continue to play. Gurley, when do you Gurley, need him? Did they not need him versus the Saints? Look like they needed him the whole game. Yeah, uh, I mean C.J. Anderson did well. That's not what I'm saying. But Todd Gurley gave you a better chance. He gave you a chance at doing better with those. They touches. won the game. I know. I get that. But you you can't run into the Super Bowl and be like, well, whichever one of you looks the best on the first five carries is going to get the next five carries. No, it's it's Todd. I, I don't agree with the Sean McVay comments. No, he's in the I Super agree with Bowl. Everything else he does, but I just don't agree with that. Like he kind of threw, he kind of threw Todd Gurley under the bus, didn't he? A little bit. Okay, so, like, so well, you know, CJ's just a better back. So go, go through a couple names here: uh-huh. Christian McCaffrey or uh, Melvin Gordon. 
McCaffrey. McCaffrey, easy, easy. I'll go with McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey versus Ezekiel Elliott. Christian McCaffrey. No. Yeah. Mm, McCaffrey. Yeah. Now that those those interceptions are just too much for me. I mean, give me Zeke. I'll get Zeke. I go McCaffrey. I think it's a coin flip, but I'm going to go Zeke. There's a consistency factor there for me. Christian McCaffrey looked awfully consistent in year right. two. Christian McCaffrey, Ezekiel Elliott, since we're torn on this a little bit, Todd Gurley. Which no, I'm not scared of Todd Gurley in the last couple I'm not scared of him either. I'm building but... up to something here. Right. I'm, not scared of, I'm not scared of Todd Gurley, but I'm not afraid of Christian McCaffrey anymore either. Okay. So, I mean, to me, Zeke's still kind of behind him. But Christian McCaffrey was your number one overall running back this year. It wasn't by much, uh, but he did it total points-wise in his second year. I know Gurley, this is only, what, his third or fourth? Fourth, fourth yeah. I believe. I, it's, to me, it is tight, like a tiger. Nah, that's not tight. I, I go tight Gurley. You I, go, go, I, I go tight Gurley. I think it's tight. So What are you leading up to? Christian McCaffrey or Saquon Barkley? Saquon. <laughs> it's Saquon over everyone to me now. I, that's just it's Saquon, Saquon or no one. If I had the number one pick in every single league, I'm taking Saquon. I, I my mind has been I have been convinced by the the fantasy gods that the number two overall running back as a rookie has a higher ceiling and so much more room for improvement than what he did this year. I I, I disagree with that. I think actually can he get better overall within his game? Yes, but not not fantasy wise. Here's what I'll say. He, the New York Giants' recipe for success is not on the back of Saquon Barkley with those numbers. They just proved it. That what three wins, four wins, whatever. They can't win. They have to have production elsewhere from the passing game, exactly. which means. Which means you think Eli Manning's going to start in nineteen? No, they. How many times did he have double digit receptions? I got to You know, he had fourteen, fifteen receptions in games. That is not going to happen when they're a good football game, a good football team. Why not? Because they didn't win those games. The only reason they threw to him for fourteen receptions is because Eli Manning could not throw the ball past the line of scrimmage. So let's play. They're a scenario. not going to De- do that. Devil's advocate. They're winning the games. Who's going to get the ball? Let's play a scenario. Exactly. Barkley. Exactly. But in the running game. Play the scenario. You put Jared Goff on the New York Giants with Odell Beckham, Evan Ingram, Sterling Shepard. Saquon Barkley's numbers go down. Saquon Barkley gets more end zone opportunities. More He's- red zone opportunities, more chances for touchdowns, just like Gurley. Has the same amount of catches as Gurley, not more, which is less than he had. To, you know, you dial back his receptions, you add touchdowns, and you add big home run running back potential because you have to account for All passing right. game. I love this. Nine, boom. I, I, to me, will, Saquon has higher upside than any running back in the league, and I am taking it. He will never come within 20 receptions of this year's reception, Mark, which means he will never come within okay 150 with yards of his receiving yards. He will continue. I think he can improve on his rushing yardage, but he's 11 touchdowns is a lot of touchdowns on the ground. All right. What I'm saying, you're going to... It's called an average season for Zeke and Todd Gurley. You're going to lose 35 points in the passing game from him. I, I think he goes down and you when the Giants he, are good. You don't think he can gain 35 points by 
with touchdowns Vol- and a volume better, and touchdowns. and a better run game because there's a pass game to account for. Like we can't stack the box. We can't do that with Saquon because they've got a good quarterback. I just, now. I just got said Dwayne he'll Haskins go up. thrown to Odell Beckham Jr. Now I just said he'd go up in in the rushing game. I but, but eleven you, touchdowns is going to be hard to it, match. It didn't though. seem like you believed he could go up it, enough to cover. But it, what it, you're no, I said you subtract uh, you subtract the receiving yardage. And he'll make it up in rushing, but he's not going to make be able to make up the 20, 25 points. I'm saying he's not – 91 receptions is ridiculous for a run first So what back. he's saying is you he's lose, a heavy you lose, run back. You he lose that's, 150 yards in receiving. You so get it right 15 back. 15 points, but you gain that back on the ground. But he's, I get that. The, the argument back is you're saying 20 of the points, you lose 20 points. in receptions. Can you get that back in touchdowns, which is four touchdowns, Chad. Yeah, but that's averaging. Much. That's average. That would put him at fifteen touchdowns a season. I'm, on I'm a season. not opposed. I don't think he's. That's out of Listen, the realm. Can he have a Ladanian Tomlinson type career? Yes, where he's just a, a machine. But that's not how the New York Giants win football games. They went four and twelve. Not how they did. They're not going to be the same team in a year. They're not going to throw the ball to Saquon Barkley 91 times and win football games. <laughs> no, they'll throw it to him 70, and because of a good passing game, he's going to rip off so many huge plays. Give the guy an offensive line. Give him a little bit of a line, another quarterback. Give him an offensive line. He gets 400 more yards on the ground. So, so this, is, this, is what I'm, this is what I'm building up two. to. Christian McCaffrey, Todd Gurley, or Saquon Barkley? Saquon. Uh... No, I I think he's still the third guy there. So who's first? I would take. I just said Todd Gurley over him. I go Todd Gurley, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley. I'll call it Saquon, for 2019. Saquon Barkley, Saquon. Todd You're Gurley, going Todd Gurley, McCaffrey, Christian and it's McCaffrey. by a hair to me. By those a hair for two, three. Is, Saquon yeah. clear. I I'm not going to say clear. For me, it's clear because I think that Saquon Bar- – it's clear to me. I'm not saying it should be clear to everyone. It's clear to me just because I look at Saquon and I see this guy has a chance to be the best running back that the NFL has ever seen. Could be. Give me that guy. Here's what I'm going to say about Saquon. He's the closest thing we've ever seen to Barry Sanders and the closest thing we've ever seen to Bo Jackson. That is ridiculous. I don't know about the Barry, Barry Sanders thing. Dude, Barry Sanders was, had an elite cut. Saquon, if it's 90% of that, he's the best running back. In, I, and in, again, know, I said his yardage league. goes up to 1,500 yards. That's a that's all-time elite. That'd be in, the, what, the top 25 seasons of all time. I don't, I'm not sure about that, but he's, be he, he'd be approaching it, yes. 1,500 yards is ridiculous yes i i just think that saquon i'm with barker on the fact that i feel like saquon can improve over what he did this year and finish top three this year i believe like that that to me you can if you can improve on top three you don't have very far to go to get to number one okay he was number three this year but so and i think he'll come so hold on a second but, but your argument is that christian mccaffrey is going to do what he did again that's his. The, I'm saying Saquon Barkley is a power back. Christian McCaffrey is a guy who will catch a hundred balls, ninety balls. Okay, I mean that's. But, but why? Why? Why is Christian McCaffrey a better athlete, a better all around running back than Saquon? I'm not. Why are you putting words in my mouth? But you want him in fantasy over Todd or over both Todd and Gurley. PPR. 
he outplayed him this year. Let me add a name. I to just Saquon Barkley, and I, 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 that's my reason. He outplayed him this year, and I think Saquon Barkley Barkley takes a twenty point backward slide in points and still has a phenomenal season. Let me add a name. You said that Saquon Barkley is the closest thing we've ever seen to Barry Sanders, possibly Bo Jackson. I'm going to add a third name to that list. He's the closest thing. He could, he could be, absolutely. He, he could be the closest thing to Barry, to Bo, and to Marshall Falk in the receiving game that we've ever seen in the NFL. I don't, I don't think that's Give true. Give me that guy. Dude, he is an absolute special talent. Versus I could see Christian McCaffrey going backwards and running. Passing game? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think he stays where he's at. But not hundred. I, I can see him going back too. I just I, see them both. So you think a regression, but you, you but regress you, but, on both. But you don't want Todd Gurley ahead of him? I mean I'm just calling it. I'm calling it as I see it. Okay. Okay. What are you talking about, Ty? What are you saying about Ty Gurley? I'm asking. Ty Gurley to, missed two games. I'm, but I'm asking you to rank out. Of Ty Gurley is your number one. But you already, you, you already back. took Christian McCaffrey over Todd Gurley. Now you're Ty Gurley was two two points better than both those guys. But that's all you did on your laptop all day was average per game. <laughs> all you did, all all you did this entire episode was average but per two game. Minutes ago, and then I bring it up and I'm wrong. No, but two minutes I, is that a good argument? But two minutes I ago you said Christian McCaffrey over Todd Gurley, Chad. You we just had this conversation. You said I see Christian McCaffrey over Todd Gurley. That's I said what I what I definitively said was Saquon Barkley is not your number one riding back. So you're saying. Christian McCaffrey, you'll take him over Todd Gurley, but Todd Gurley's going to be beat all three of them. Or be the best of three of them. That doesn't make sense. All right, points per game. <laughs> it's like it's like a high school argument. Like, okay, tattle, you, tattle, it's tattle, gonna be become tattle, tattle. it's gonna be between Gurley and McCaffrey for for one two. I beat my pants, but you tattle. We're talking about three great running backs. You're not gonna you're, go wrong with that. I know you're Barry right. Sanders, Bo Jackson, Marshall Falk all rolled into one Saquon Barkley. We're talking about four great running backs. You're just talking about how great Saquon Barkley is and Todd Gurley's like, dude, I averaged two over two points better than him. CJ Anderson's never gonna play over Saquon. <laughs> <laughs> never gonna happen. <laughs> Saquon Barkley ain't going to taste the playoffs with these stats. I'm playoffs, telling you playoffs that. Playoffs don't mean shit Plain in fantasy. Simple. I'm telling you. Plain okay, so the Giants are just playing for Saquon Barkley's fantasy stats. That, that's what you're saying? No. The Lions did he's for gonna, years. Gonna, <laughs> no. Yeah, they did. I mean, Jamo Jackson, they just like, man, we got to get his Tecmo, his Tecmo Bowl player profile up a little bit. I, they were big-time contenders back then. I know. Yeah. Give me my joke. Don't diss the Raiders. I didn't diss them. I didn't diss them at all. Y'all could really burn me on an argument, but I'm not going to give it to you. <laughs> yeah, eventually you it. flip it. Eventually, like, okay, fine. Give me. Yeah, give I mean, me. I just want to know how Christian McCaffrey's ahead of Todd. I'm going to let y'all find eventually like, my hey, argument some, against okay, myself. Okay, okay, give me Saquon. Okay, okay. Arms is getting his life. Let's sign off, and we'll see if Arms can do it off air. All right. Oh, the argument man. against what I'm saying. <laughs> I keep forgetting my uh, login. <laughs> he playing dumb again. Intella uh. <laughs> arms. <laughs> did, you just call him, did you just call him Intella arms? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like like a uh, Fortune 500 security company. <laughs> With Tele arms, you get two free keypads. <laughs> Wireless monitoring. How long is this episode? Oh, Are we on time suck? We are right up there So guess what We're going to sign it out 
Too bad our buddy in the room can't hear the music because it always gets us going. Fantasy Show. Thanks for listening. Be sure to give us a review. Peace to Leah. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.